Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Year of War and Peace, Day 17. I'm Logan. I'm Brett. And today we're talking about Volume 1, Part 1, Chapter 17. Oh, Sonia. Oh, I feel so bad for her. And yet. And yet she wants to marry her cousin. But I feel like I just, I understand, like, her feeling of... No. Whoa. Hey, now. I understand, like, this feeling that she has of heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, Obviously. like, watching this person that you really want to be with flirt with this other girl. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we leave the dinner. We go to the... They split up into two drawing rooms to do after-dinner festivities and everything. The children perform music for the adults. Yeah, they Julie, do. Julie plays her harp. This is like when you and your cousins would get together and perform a show for your parents. Mm-hmm, yeah. Or yeah. like when you and your best friend like want to have a sleepover. So, you put on a, a song and dance, like you make make a performance to convince your parents to let them sleep over. That would be a little more specific. I feel like it's it might be not something that you did, but mm. it was that I did that. <laughs> Just so you know. We'll put out a poll. We'll see how common that is. <laughs> how common? But the, yeah, the, so they're so Julie plays her harp, and then they want the kids to see the Rostov kids to sing the Spring, which was a song dubiously attributed to Mozart that Tolstoy used to sing to his pupils. Oh. I don't know what he taught. Imagine you pull up to class and your <laughs> professor like makes you sit through them singing <laughs> a song at you. <laughs> Tolstoy always wanted to be on Broadway. He dreamed. Runway wasn't real yet. This was his fallback career. Yeah, he wants to be in the West End. The West End is probably more hot and happening than Broadway's at this time. Whatever Russia's version is. So uh, they want to sing. They're supposed to sing, but Natasha can't find Sonia. (gasps) Sonia's nowhere to be found. No! So she runs around to where she's sure she would be, but she's not there in the spots she expects. So then she... She She goes to the last place to check. She goes to to the the chest. the The chest. So Sonia is weeping. She's sad because Nikolai is going to war. Yes. And as it turns out, her relationship with Nikolai isn't public. It's not so it's it's a little secret flirtation it's our that they have secret. going on. Because we thought that the whole cousin thing was just sort of an of its time thing. Okay. I wish I had not gone and read the footnote. Footnote number thirty two that tells you <laughs> <laughs> that it is not just a thing that people did at the time. It was, in fact, culturally wrong. Legally. And legally and religiously wrong to be married to your first cousin. Yeah. And they're conscious of this fact. <laughs> they know this. Yeah, yeah. So, Sonia... Um so at the time, the Russian Orthodox Church prohibited marriage between first cousins. And so when Sonia talks about, she mentions the archbishop. Uh, she said, but Nikolai's my cousin. It would take the archbishop. When she's saying that is that she would require a special exemption yes. granted by the Fra- Russian by the church. Orthodox Church in order to be approved for an, a marriage to their cousin. God, Nick. man, come on. So she's crushing on Nikolai. And so, so in this light... 
Julie Kerrigan is a much bigger threat because he's actually allowed to marry Julie Kerrigan. Yes. In all the ways that Julie Kerrigan is not his cousin, perhaps the most important is the fact that they can actually get married without mm. hoops to jump through. Yes. And so Countess Rostov doesn't know. Yes. And Sonia is scared to tell her because she thinks that... Perhaps rightfully so. Right. If word got out that it would be bad for Nikolai's career that he has like a thing going on with his cousin. Yeah. Probably. I'd imagine it would be. I think yeah, everything she says is probably correct. Of course, Natasha reassures her and says, oh, we have an uncle who's married to his cousin. Is that Uncle Sonia's dad by any chance? (laughs) Dude, come on, man. Like, I feel so bad for her. And then I read footnote number 32 and I was like, girl, like, there's just some things you can't do and you gotta let go. (laughs) She's like 14. She'll, She'll be okay. She'll survive. That was okay. That's something that was always weird to me is when people are like, oh, they're just like a kid. They'll grow out of it. I don't think I ever had a crush on my cousin. (laughs) Okay. I mean, like, no, I mean, I mean, I don't mean she'll grow out of having a crush on her cousin. I mean, she'll, she'll survive the heartbreak of Nikolai Nikolai not marrying her. Of Nikolai being her cousin. (laughs) She'll survive. Yeah. She'll survive the heartbreak of Nikolai being her cousin. Bro. She'll find her Berg somewhere out there. I was going to say everyone needs a Berg, but no one needs a Berg. The Bergs of the world are the stepping stones to the... I don't even know who. The Pierres. No. (laughs) I was going to say the Anatoles, but the Anatoles of the world are just stepping stones too. Dude, I love Anatole. When when does he come back? I'm tired of these cousins. (laughs) Anatole does not have an enormous amount of pages in this book. What?! He's a significant side character, and we'll see him again a few times. Oh. But he's not going to be there. Oh. He's not going to be an ever-present oh. force, I'm afraid. Oh, wow. Just stab me with a knife and twist it. Sorry. You will see there will be solid Anatole content going forward. Oh, I'm so sad. I, was, I promise you will see Anatole again, and he will be at his at his full... At his Anatolness? At, at his Anat- Anatoliest. God, I love that guy. Bring him back. <laughs> So yes, Sonia and Nikolai. Natasha reassures her, and then the kitten revives. Oh, oh, back with this kitten fuck shit. Sorry, part of my French. But why? What is with what is? I, don't I wonder know, if it's. Man. I wonder if that's the same thing with little. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, where like the count in the chapter when he gives the countess money to pay Anna for Boris's kit calls her like my little countess. I I think that it has to be a, like a term of endearment. Yeah, it must have some other like connotation in Russian. Yeah, like little must be it must be like a term of endearment or something else. Yeah, when used in Russian, it's like mon petit chéri, like my little yeah something. Sweet. something and maybe it's even that. I mean, they may be yeah. speaking French. I don't even know if they're speaking Russian in some of these scenes. So it might be yeah it might be a French thing. I don't know, but in French or Russian, that must have a different uh, because even here near the end, they the. The old nurse, the peasant nurse, calls Count Rostov our little father. Yeah. So that even seems to suggest that there's something because he's there's no indication that he's a little guy. Although no, Mar- in fact, he's described several times as being big. And yet, Maria Dmitrievna is taller than him. Dude, Maria Dmitrievna is a fucking beast. She is. So yes, uh, Natasha reassures Sonia, and they come back and they sing the spring. And then they go, and the gallery musicians begin playing, and everyone starts yes. dancing. And Natasha dances with, with Pierre. P- Pierre. So, well, why doesn't she dance with Boris? I don't know. Her mom tells her to dance with Pierre. Yeah. 
Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's because he she knows that his dad's dying. Maybe. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe she knows that when his dad dies, he'll be rich. Oh, an investment in the hook in? Yeah. Because um, isn't there a remark made earlier in either this chapter or one of the previous chapters about how they're going to have to start marrying off their daughters soon? Yes, Maria Dimitrievna, I think when she comes in, says something about that. Says yeah. something about marrying the daughters off. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's connected. I don't know. Good question. I'm not sure why she dances with Pierre specifically. Maybe just because Tolstoy wanted to have a scene between them. Who knows? But she dances with Pierre and there's a note noted how much she's enjoying playing the part of the, like dancing yeah. with a grown up and dancing with a this guy bo- back from abroad. From, a, from abroad. And it's an interesting other layer. This is how, this is how college students that come back from being abroad are expected expect to be viewed <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting other layer on like that constant like push and pull between natasha's really childish behavior and the like her emerging into full adulthood well i think in a lot of ways she fancies herself as an adult like her relationship with boris yeah and i mean just like how she conducts and controls like a lot of her social relationships even in the scene with sonia like she cries because Sonia's crying, which is a very childish thing to do. But then she's able to reassure her mm. and kind of get her back out, back out there and turn the situation around for a fairly grown up and um, like very real world issue. Yeah. You know, like her view on like the ability of Nikolai and Sonia to be together is like very childish and very optimistic and kind of unclouded by the reality of of things. But the way that she handles the situation to me felt very mature. Yeah, I guess aside from her crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an interesting like putting that against the what we've talked about with Natasha being like acting below her age, like acting like a like a nine year old. Yeah, it almost makes it a really effective depiction of the in between stage. Yeah, of like growing up and yeah. like becoming an adult now in name and expectation and even desire internally, but still having all of these kind of leftover characteristics from childhood kind of mixed in with that. Well, I feel like also as a girl. When you, as you're growing up and while you're growing up, you feel such a strong desire and almost expectation that you become a woman. Like you want Mm. to, there's a strong want to grow up. Right. That I, I mean, while, while, I mean, looking back now, like I, I had that and I did a lot of grown up things, I think before I wish I, like, I wish I hadn't forced myself to like be a grown up Mm -hmm. and do like, I don't know, be independent and be so mature for my age and, you know, stuff like that, where I, I feel like you want that without really having, knowing the reason why. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's a very interesting depiction of that very specific desire to grow up but not be able to put a name as to where that desire even comes from yeah i don't know okay so natasha dances with pierre and then and then count rostov count tears rostov it oh. him and maria dmitrievna finish their game of cards and come over and they shred they tear the house down they take the floor 
Dude, they've had their either probably not currently having an affair, but I they've definitely had an affair in the past. <laughs> like there's no way. There's just no way that they're they were just friendly. I don't know, man. I don't get that I don't get the romantic connection between I them. they have the vibe of past lovers. Maybe. Where things didn't work out but they wanted to stay friends and that has developed into a beautiful friendship. Mm, mm, maybe. Where I don't think that they're actively sleeping together or having an affair, but I think that at one point <laughs> something something was going on. I love that it's like there's this elaborate description of he's just he's going crazy. He's like tearing up the floor. He's yeah. telling the musicians to play louder and Maria's just standing there. Like, she's, like, doing these very subtle, like, slight movements, and he's just dancing at and around her, basically. Oh, brother. (laughs) Dude, the Count is such a character. He's awesome. He's such a character. (laughs) And he mentions there's a a couple of things at the very end here. He calls out for the Daniel Cooper. He wants him to play a Daniel Cooper. this confused me so much. (laughs) A Daniel Cooper is a type of, basically a folk dance they're they're doing these like kind of folk dances daniel cooper is such an american name yeah how do they come up with that who knows well it's a uh it's an english dance i think so that's probably it probably comes from that's probably the name is from from england daniel cooper was like in my senior year science class like that's that's (laughs) how american that name is yeah and then uh there's another little note here the the peasant nurse calls the count our little father and our eagle ah, ah. in and according to our end notes in peasant russian language as well as in russian folklore birds like eagles falcons and doves are often used as terms of endearment for family oh. members i feel like the eagle i feel like the eagle suits him yeah if you if she had called him a falcon i would have been like Meh. our falcon oh our parakeet <laughs> our turkey so they tear up the dance floor. Yeah, they shred it, and uh, and that's the chapter. Yeah, that's, it was a it was that's a long seventeen. There chapter. was a lot. It wasn't huge, but there was a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah, there's a lot of we found out moves. a lot of things. Yeah, rank. Give me a ranking. All right, I got to give you a ranking. Oh, brother. Okay. Um, Nikolai, Natasha, Sonia, and we're gonna go with Julie. Okay. And. In the theme of them playing music, who is most likely to be in high school theater and say that they're on quote unquote vocal rest before the opening night of the, the spring musical? Oh, Julie. Number one. Julie, number one. And then Natasha. Yes. And then Sonia. Yep. And then Nikolai. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Julie Kerrigan's going on vocal rest Julie, for the high school theater performance. And Julie, she's got like a little minion with her who like who like interprets all she of her like stuff. She is like a humidifier. Sorry, she's on she's on vocal rest. She's carrying around a humidifier. She's on vocal rest right now. So she can't talk to you. <laughs> she's calling on not getting cast as a lead a uh, business disappointment. <laughs> it's just business. It's just a showbiz. <laughs> No, Natasha. Natasha's the the girl who gets annoyed that she didn't get the lead, and Julie Kerrigan is annoying because she keeps getting the leads. I feel like it's the opposite. Really, I feel like Natasha's Natasha's the like underclassman that gets cast as the lead. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking I about? I picked Sonia for that. Oh, maybe, maybe. I think we did a ranking similar to this, and that's what I that's what I, I had I had Natasha. I don't know. We should we should have a we should just make a super cut of all of our rankings. Yeah. But yeah. I think that that's 
everything. Yeah, Julie, Natasha, Sonia, Sonia, Nikolai, and Nikolai, the cousins at the bottom, the kissing cousins, the kissing cousins. Oh, brother! They're on vocal rest for a whole other reason. All right, now, hey, now. All right, we'll see you all tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs>